life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, meet Mark and Wendy Richardson, who within months of marriage found their happily ever after was crashing in when he chose to walk away from the church that they believed would be the glue to hold them together. Challenging their personal beliefs, resolve, stick to itness, it took 11 years before they found their way back to a unified partnership, only to be hit with cancer and anxiety. Sometimes the wait for God can be a long journey. We call this episode The Long Wait for God, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Hello, people. Yay! We're really excited to be a part of your show. I'm so excited that you guys are doing it. First of all, it's good to see your faces. My goodness, it brings back a lot of old memories. Oh, yeah. How long have you guys been at Reno? We've been in Reno for, it's coming up on five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And you guys in North Carolina? Yes. Yep. How long? It's it's coming It's coming up on two years. It'll be two years in August. Okay. All right. Do you have family there? You just randomly picked it off the map. Uh, yeah, I closed my eyes and I said, <laughs> where did you stay? No, um, my cousin in 2020, we had a family reunion via Zoom. And my cousin lives out here. Mm-hmm. He's from California, him and his wife. And he was like, come visit us during the holidays. And uh, it was 2020 during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> so we came and we loved it. Mm-hmm. And we prayed about it. And we're here. It's a long journey on how we moved to the western part of North Carolina. But um we made it here and we're been embraced by the ministry and it's awesome. I'm still waiting for my southern accent to come in. I sh- I ordered it via Amazon. It should be here in a few weeks. So. Yeah. <laughs> It'll show up. I promise you. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> That's when you know you've arrived. That is the cover for everything. You can say whatever you want to somebody. It's like, at least say, bless your heart. That's right. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you. Thank you. You probably don't even know what this is about, but, you know, I pray about different people and then certain people God would put on my heart. Wendy, you put out there something and this was what, about a month ago. And God was like, you got to talk to her. Mark, you're just a little, you know, you're just a little aside. So thank you for being here. No, I'm an accessory. Yay. No, as we know, anytime as a couple, anytime one person goes through something, we both go through it, right? So I just want to hear your journey. Yes, I've heard uh, some of your uh, stories too, and they've been very powerful. And I just enjoyed every one of them. Um, Well, I I was waiting for the book, so. (laughs) I um, 
Well, I became a disciple um, back in 1990 and then was single for about 10 years before I met Mark and uh, met Mark on a blind date. And, uh, you know, I just guarded my heart because I had had a previous uh, boyfriend in the church for about uh, nine months, I think mm-hmm. it was. No, when I met Mark and it was, he was so encouraging and I just thought, I'm going to guard my heart. And, you know, I just like, I had a great time. I'm not going to worry about it. And then he called me a month later and asked me on another date. And I was like, Mark, who? <laughs> yep. Memorable. Memorable. It's like, after I swept the piece of my self-esteem off the floor, dusted myself off. Um, <laughs> and uh, we went out on a few dates. And, and then, um, lo and behold, we he asked me to date him. And we got engaged um, July 2000. And, um, and then we, we got married in November 2000. And mm-hmm. we were very happy. And we went to Bali, Indonesia. Oh, wow. And then we came back about nine days later. And he was like, hey, I, you know, we got this letter from a friend. He's one of his best friends. Basically, this brother was saying he wanted an apology from church. And we're like, okay, what's this about? And he goes, well, I want you to talk with him. So I talked with the brother. He said, we're going to be moving. So we're, I just thought they were moving another state, a different ministry. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to be leaving the church. So I said, oh, my gosh, they were just in our wedding. I just got married. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's happening? <laughs> and um, and then I go, Mark, do you agree with everything you're saying in this letter? Yes. I'm like, this is your best friend. I would be heartbroken, right? And he was like, yeah, I agree with him. And uh, it was things about church that he didn't agree right, with and right. what have you. And I just thought, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. It just felt like a bomb just like blown up on my life. Right. And I had, you know, I just thought, this, is not, this isn't right. And so, like I said, we got married in November. And then one day. Mark just said, I'm not coming to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was by, um, we got married November 2000. Mark stopped coming to church February mm-hmm. of 2001. And I just thought that my first thought was that guy gave me the wrong hand of cards. <laughs> what is going on? I'm smiling and saying it, but I was not smiling. Right. I, was, I understand. <clears throat> I was very hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt very deceived. Mm-hmm. And at that built up a lot of lack of trust. And I already, you know, have, was growing and learning to trust God and learning to persevere. But that really put it on the edge for me spiritually. Right. But the next 11 years were rocking and rolling <laughs> years as a young you know, as newly been just married, I remember the first time I came to church and I was walking into where we were meeting at the Upside Down Club for services. And I remember it was a midweek 
and going there without Mark hmm. and knowing that we just got married. Right. And Mark was like, I remember someone said, where's Mark? He's not going to come back. They were like, what? What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so it was just hard. And I think um, I was trying to think about how I'm going to summarize this. Mm-hmm. So those years, I think God really taught me some lessons. Um, one is that I still needed to love Mark. Yeah. Because automatically, I just say, you're not a Christian. You right. don't have your salvation. I would, um, I grew to be angry, to becoming bitter. Mm-hmm. And um, in that process, God put other sisters in my path who, who were like me, who mm-hmm. had been married in the church. Yeah. And yeah. that they heard their husband stop coming or they became Christians. They studied about became Christians and their husbands did not. Right. And so I always am grateful for Shelly Metton who helped start the Daughters of Sarah. Mm-hmm. And um, they were women that we got together. We would get together every week and we were together for about a year. And I just kept going on and it was hard. It was It was hard because I, there was, I think it was about three different occasions Mm -hmm. that I threatened to divorce Mark because I could not do this anymore. And it was hard. And uh, that hurt him a lot. We would fight a lot. The first year, I didn't think we were going to make it (laughs) because I was like on the first anniversary, like, okay, we made it. We made it because we would fight, especially during a three-day weekend. Oh my gosh, that was the worst because we were at home together a lot. But um, it was it what taught what it taught me was one, I needed to be God did all of this for me <laughs> to be like Jesus, yes, and to love my husband, yes, through yes. it, and to just wait till God it was a long waiting for God to do what he needed to do because I always was thinking in my mind God how are you going to do this how are you going to bring him back you know and the first thing he did come back you know I would uh he did come back to a marriage for dummies that Mm -hmm. it was now MS and now called turning point he came and that was exciting and then right after that, he came to a marriage retreat. But it took years before that, before right. he would come. I would come home and I would say, oh, so-and-so is getting is dating. And he would knew the sister. Okay. Oh, so-and-so has, has breast cancer. Oh, okay. You know? And it was, it was rough. And then, um, gosh, I want to summarize it so I'm not yapping so much here. Well, but... Actually, before you summarize it, before you bring, I want to bring Mark in. Mark, I'd love okay. to hear really what it was like for you during this time. And I know 2001, right around that time, many things blew up, you know, so you made your choices, you did what you had to do. So I'd love to hear from you just what, what you went through, as well as what it was like within your marriage, trying to get through that time. Great question. It was, yeah, it was, it was challenging because a lot of that information that 
eventually ended up detonating, you know, in a lot of different cities. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was privy to that before the, the letter came out. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it was, it was a bit of frustration because, and I, I think, I, I think I've told Wendy this beforehand. The issue with me was it was more, what had happened was I had leaned more towards people than I had towards God. Yeah. And I felt that God's like, I felt that the people were dips. I had disappointed me, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of I'm asking questions and I'm getting stonewalled and mm-hmm. I'm getting reported. And there eventually came to, uh, it came to a head where um, I think it was, it was a men's meeting down at Redondo beach that I was working downtown and I'm like catching buses, catching trains, walking to get there. And, and then what I heard was just, I didn't, Maybe it was my just where I was at that point in time. I didn't hear God. I just heard a man. Right. Or I heard men making declarations yeah. and vows. And I was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a, and it, it was hard on Wendy because yes, we just got married. She was happy and 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 there was the idea that everything was going great within the ministry and the church. And I said, so I'm sitting there. Her take on it was she wasn't privy to this information, mm-hmm. so things are okay mm-hmm. with her. I'm on the other side of that, going, no, things are not okay. And then right. when, I, when I, you know, when I had to make, when I made my decision, yeah, it wasn't. I'm, I was horrible with it because I was just in a really bad spot. My, I hate saying my heart got hard. Mm-hmm. It just became, I just became distant. Yeah. And then when I just told her, it's like I'm, I'm not coming back. It was a, it was a shock for her, and it was a tremendous blow. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like she she did she did feel robbed, and I can't blame her for that because I understand it. It took me a while to understand it, right. but you know, that was that was the beginning of a. I, I the best analogy I can put up is every now and then you you see those National Geographic's where they have like the two big horn sheep that are basically <laughs> it's like, competing for dominance. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It's like we were like you know clack, we, we back off. <laughs> And then it's like something might trigger something. <laughs> and it's like, and it was, it, well, it was a challenge. It, it was, and, and when she was talking about, you know, leaving, it was, it was, it made me angrier than it did hurt. It's like it was hurt mixed with anger mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there going, okay, so when things got rough, you know, that, 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 that would be, that would be the sword that, that would be used. Right. And I think it didn't come to a point where I just said, okay, we have to draw the line here somewhere. It's like, if we're talking about our marriage and we're talking about the importance of this, if you're going to continue to use this as a bargaining chip, then, you know, I think that, I think, I think it's like the, the next time you do this, then that'll be that. I'm not going to use, I'm not going to allow our marriage to be used as a frustration leverage point. Yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's like, yeah, it was, I was just, I had no interest in what was going on. She did like she would come home and be very, you know, very, very excited, and she'd share what was uh, what she was learning and what was going on. And I just, I didn't want to be me. And I think part of that was my pride, because it's like because it was part of our discussions and arguments were there have been you know horror stories about people who had left and just kind of went back to their same lives, and it's like and I and I. Didn't was like, nope, I'm not gonna have you use me as an example like that. Right. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna do it. So like, so I tried to so I tried to still like get in the word when I was like best I could. 
I actually I did try to find a few uh, try to find a few churches, and um, yeah, I just couldn't find I, I couldn't find a church that was that had the connection mm -hmm. that, that the church had. What really started Mark slowly, little by little, he would like connect with disciples. Mm -hmm. He connected with Vernon and Boba Smith. He connected. So one day I was talking to Chantel Turner and we were at a cooking exchange and I basically literally invited myself to her Christmas <laughs> that year. She goes, yeah. And she goes, I said, is your husband into games? And we were talking about what our husband's like. Dave likes the game Eve Online. I said, well, Mark likes Eve Online. Okay, this will be great. So I, I invited Mark. As always, I'm you know, inviting them to things. He goes, okay, sure. And ever since we started going to, we had that one Christmas with them. Mm -hmm. He goes off, he goes, I really like the Turners. I like the Turners. And then after that, every major holiday from the time we even, right before we left, we spent time with them. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, Easter, just over the years and over time. Mm -hmm. And then the couple that Mark is talking about, she, when she was studying, she kept asking about Mark. She kept saying, well, why did he leave? And I was trying to explain and everything. And she goes, I'm going to, I want you to give him this card. And it has scriptures on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to send this email with scriptures. And I'm like, Faye, you're going to scare him away. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but she had such a big heart. Right. And then one time, her because her husband is a chef and master chef, executive chef, he invited us over. And he related to Mark. They were on the same political arena, if we want to say, and they would be talking and he liked him. So one day they, you know, they became disciples and like a few months after they got baptized, they went behind my back and got <laughs> Mark to come to church. So if I remember that Easter Sunday, we were like, okay, he goes, what time are you coming home? I go, yeah, I'm coming home this time. We're going to go to the Turners because we spent holidays with them. Right. He goes, what time are you leaving for church? Why are you asking me? You're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave at this time. And I remember, you know, we were at Panorama High School and we had to park across the street at the mall and guests got to park in the school parking lot. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I left and they were down the street, Michael and Faye. So they got Mark, picked him up, beat me to the school because they got to get parking. Of course, I had to go across the street. I walk in with his brother. We were, you know, he was walking, we walked in together. And I said, I stop and go, that brother over there looks like Mark in the distance. I'm like, that is Mark. And he was standing in the courtyard there at the school. And the, some of the sisters in my group at the time came to me and they go, I go, Mark is here. And they all, like, it was like five of them. They right. all came to me and we, I was crying and they, we all embraced each other and hugged me. And I was like, I can't believe this. And it was an Easter Sunday and I just cried throughout the entire service. But I was so happy. And then 
And then the following Easter, I personally invited him. He goes, I'll pencil that in. <laughs> came, well, he could share that part, but it, it was that journey. And then a year later, he was restored. It was an out-of-body experience. You know, I went, to, I was like, okay, I'm feeling better. So I went to service and you enjoyed the service. And it was one of those scenarios where, and you're familiar with these. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, okay. They're, all right, cool. We're good. It's like service is winding down. Great. It's like football's on. It's going to be great. Or, or you know, it's like summer band. Like, I'm just going to chill. Oh, no, wait. Hey, you're, hey, hey, there's a communication card or contact card. No, no, no. You're just going to let that pass by. No, why are you picking it up? Why are you picking up that card? Why are you signing that card? You're putting your information on there. What? No, 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 no. Stop. No, they will contact you. No, no. Get that card back. Oh, no. Now they're going to call you. Why did you do that? Oh, dear. And yeah, I, 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 all, everything in my brain was like, why'd you do that? My head was like, I think, I think it's time to sit down and just talk. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you know, express what had gone on. And I think that, 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 that happened over a period of, uh, I was like, I like a few weeks. And it was good, though. It, it was really good because they, they, allowed, they allowed me to get all everything out of my system. Right. That, that I was feeling that I felt I didn't have an opportunity to talk about because I was basically getting, getting canceled. It, yeah. it was spiritual cancellation before it became like cultural cancellation. Mm -hmm. And it was convicting as well because after they had, they allowed me to speak, they basically, you know, put the mirror back up to me and showed me where I had gone awry, you know, with the way I handled it. And I couldn't argue the point. And I said, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're right. I was like, I could have done, I could have done A, B, C, D. And, uh, and yeah, I have to, I have to go ahead and I have to own that part of it and uh, just see where's like, where things stand right now. And then they, and then we started talking about uh, restoration. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I said, yeah, I think I'm, I'm in a good, I think I'm in a spot where I can go ahead and do it and be honest and uh, real about it. So mm -hmm. then, then, then that, then that started, that started that process, which was what? a year. Was it a year? Yeah, it's about a year. We thought, I thought, oh, let's get, you know, because it was that Easter started the process of 2011, and then I thought, oh, it's gonna be before the end of the year. Let's just do it. And then it didn't work out that way. Yes, it was in March. I called March, March Madness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, cool. but you know what? I think that Mark was, God was slowly working on Mark because there's a couple of things I remember. One, around 2010, my mom moved in with us. Mm -hmm. um, she had been found on the floor of her apartment. She couldn't live by herself. Few months after living with us, she was diagnosed with dementia. So I was taking care of my mom and working part time. And Mark had was actually had got laid off. Mm -hmm. My mom moved in, and he was very awesome with my mom. He helped me a lot with her, and that was a that was a hard time. Anyhow, but I mean, just caring for her was awesome, but it was also. It was convicting. It was fun. It was, you know, a lot. Anyhow, um, there was a time where my mom would want to live stream her church because mm -hmm. once in a while she would come with me, but she would live stream her church. And she would, there was times she, when I come back home from church, she would say, you know, Mark was watching my church today with me. I saw him standing behind the couch. 
And uh, I remember. Um, I was simply there to get potato chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He has a bag of potato chips in his hand. He was watching one of the services, one of their church services. Anyhow, so my mom's church. And then also, there was a sister who mentioned to me, she goes, oh, gosh, you know, I really want Mark to get a job. And she goes, you know what? This is a good time for Mark that he doesn't have a job right now right. because it's giving him time to think. And I remember that. And I also remember praying because there was a point where I lacked some faith. I'm like, no, this is never going to happen. Right. And my friend said, no, Wendy, you cannot stop praying. And every day I was praying, every day, I unceasing prayer. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying once. I said, God, if you can allow a man, you know, Saul, who was a murderer, to become a Christian, mm -hmm. then I know you can change my husband's heart. Mm -hmm. And I just had this surrender peace over me where I'm like, you know what? No matter what happens, if Mark never comes back, mm -hmm. I'm gonna stay faithful. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cave in and stop coming to church and just because he's not coming to church. Right. And that's where I felt like God moving like slowly and when I let go yeah. and start trying to stop being like MacGyver <laughs> and trying to figure out how God was going to do it I had right. to like get right. out the way yeah get out of yeah. that way's path so but there's been a lot of adventures in our life um like I said you know my mom lived with us mm -hmm. and uh so I guess we can branch off into 2022 Moving forward, 10 years later, I had an interesting 2022 health life year. I got COVID twice. Ooh. I was vaxxed and boosted, but I got COVID twice. Don't ask. I don't know. But the second time I got it, I did well. I, I recovered in eight days. But during the second time I got COVID, I found out that I had breast cancer. Mm. And that was hard um, to hear because um, before I met Mark, I had two cysts that were benign. I had biopsies. That was it. Mm. Every year, every time, and I had gotten mammograms every year after that. I was like 30 when I, since I've gotten 55. So I've been getting mammograms for years, right. years, years. They were always negative, 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 negative. And this time, you know, I'm in the throes of, as right before I get COVID the second time was August uh, last year. And I opened it up, my app on my phone, and it said there's a, there's two masses. One is benign and one is a suspicious mass. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they called me. And that's when the process began. It took the ultrasound. And I remember the radiologist, which I was kind of bothered with how he said that. And, but, you know, um, I had emailed my doctor about the response, but he was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. He said, you have a highly suspicious mass. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> and they were like, we're going to get back with you with the result. Mm -hmm. Two days mm -hmm. later, 
I no, actually, it was the next day after that ultrasound. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have, you have one one mask is benign, the other it's cancer. And um, you know, I ultimately found out it was at stage one. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Well, um, it was it was hard. Um, and when I found out, I you know I called Mark. I let him know I was on his way. I was on the way to pick him up from work. Um, and then I called my uncle back in Texas because I needed to find out the family history here. I'm like, right. well, I don't know any immediate family members who have cancer on my mom's side. And then I called him and I had forgot that I had an aunt who was one of my dad's sisters, she had died from breast cancer. And I actually remember being in Texas. I was very young. I was like five, maybe six, five years old. And her having breast cancer. And then he told me her aunt, my grandmother's sister, so this would be my great aunt, had breast cancer. And uh, with my, my aunt who had it, she had it at 40 years old. She, they found it late, mm-hmm. so she died not long after her diagnosis. But my great grand, my great aunt had it at ninety one, <laughs> so she didn't die of it, right? Um, which was, was amazing. Like you know, I'm like okay, but it has been. I was trying to think how I felt at first. I felt mm-hmm. a little sad. And I want to share this. This is another bomb I'm going to bring on your show. <laughs> Hopefully, this will help people. Um, so I was diagnosed to last year with a mild anxiety, and I always have been like an anxious person, and it really perpetuated more when we were when I was trying to end the pros of trying to fight before we moved to North Carolina trying to find a job because I had to find a job before we got the place to live. So it was very stressful. And I had got promoted at work. I was in a position of a program manager at my job. And that was stressful in itself, but it was rewarding. So I was always doing with anxiety and um, I didn't have time to go to the doctor about it, but the, and I, I had caught to it. I had a, a zoom call or whatever, a phone call mm-hmm. with a counselor. And she was like, when you get to North Carolina, I want you to see a doctor about it. So I get here. I didn't, I was waiting for my insurance. And then I, I had got COVID the first time in January 21. And then I, uh, I said, okay, now I'm going to set up the doctor appointment. So I got my doctor appointment in March and I, you know, filling out this form and I do a survey and it tells me that you have anxiety, <laughs> you know, and then later you're going to have cancer. So it was just this year and it's been, I think it has allowed me to draw closer to God. Right. And I, how I treat my anxiety, I do it very naturally. I take supplements right now and I do meditation. I have a book called Cast Your Cares. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been really helpful. I do a meditation is kind of like a general meditation. And yeah. then I have one on the pause app that's you meditating on scriptures. Right. I'm doing both. Um, 
So it's been good. And now that the cancer is out of the way where I had the surgery, I had a lipectomy, and then I had my radiation, all that's done. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to dive in and do some counseling because I know that there's wounds from my past right. that right. I need to deal with. And I think it's going to be good. And I think that when I study the Bible, we didn't, you know, you could study the Bible and all that with people, but sometimes you just need that professional level to take care of the wounds that are in your past. Yeah. And we, as Christians, we don't have that professional level. I mean, when some Christians do, but that really, that is, that's going to help. And then, you know, it's a little scary but it's going to be healing. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> I just that bombshell on you. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. I mean, I do think kind of going full circle, part of um, some of what got us in trouble back in the 2000s and is that we tried to be all things, you know, we're not professional uh, people in the sense of we don't know how to deal with some deep rooted traumas and to be able to say, seek professional help, you know, is a good thing. That's something what 20 years ago, we never, we never did. It was like a no, no to even go outside of church seeking help, you know, and that, that I think is the beauty of some of the growth is that we have surrendered to the fact that, you know, God has put people in positions to help us and they may not be sitting across the row from you in a church you know, but the fact that God has created doctors and therapists and all of these people to help us through our wounds, uh, we would be foolish not to utilize it. So yeah. Mark, how has all this been with you? I mean, you've watched your wife go through this incredible year. Um, again, as I said in the beginning, when one of us go through it, we both go through it. If we're a married couple, how has this been for you? Uh, it's been a, it has been a roller coaster. You, you, you know, you sit back and you experience, you hear people, you know, going through, they've been diagnosed with cancer or they're going through maybe the last stages of cancer mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, you're going to, you're trying to be empathetic to them and just try to be the best person you can for them. But at the same time, you're going, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know how, to, I don't know how to relate to this person because I've never gone through that right. until it happens right. to you. Yeah. And it's, um, it well, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> so I think the best thing I've been doing, I just try, I've just tried to be the best support for Wendy I can. Mm-hmm. And when, when, before we even went through the stages of knowing where what stage the cancer was, of course, of course, you go through those ideas like, I I can't, no, I was like I can't lose my best friend here. Right. And I was like, yeah, like you know, she owes me money. I was like, I can't have that. <laughs> You're not getting all that easy, <laughs> but it, it, but it was, um, it was. I mean, there, 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 there were, there were dreams and nightmares about it, and I just, yeah. and what with, I just had to come to the resolution of, we can't, we can't, the both of us can't be anxious. That's a bad combination, right? So, so I said, okay, I have to. She's going to have her days. She's going to have better days. You know, some days are going to be good. Some days are going to be anxious, anxiety filled. And just stress filled and worry and worry filled. Mm-hmm. I just have to try to be the the best platform, you know, the best husband that I could be for her, so that way she can, so that way she can have those moments 
yeah. and then have yeah. have have a have a, a peaceful cove that she can finally sail into and take and like it's you know another besides God just right. another place where she can have where she can have a point of of quiet quietness and peace hmm. and then then for myself one of the biggest challenges has been <clears throat> you know I, I've lost most of my family most of my family members have you know passed away during the holiday season you know oh, wow. Wendy's mom passed away it's like as a Chris uh, just for Christmas yeah December in 2018 yeah so then you know as I so most of my like it's myself my sister we're like the last ones left but they passed away during right around that time as well one October December my mom was uh, just like a New Year's Eve yeah so and then my brother just he just recently passed he just recently passed in uh, the first of December so I had to, so I had to fly, so I had to fly back home. And this was, were you just, you were just about to start the radiation when I, when I left? No, I was into my third week. Okay. I was, when he came back, I was into like the last three days of it. But then, you know, that, there, there was some, it wasn't a tremendous amount of tension, but it was still that idea about, okay, well, I've got to go home. And I know it was like, and she's like, well, I'm going through this radiation and I'm sort of wrestling with that. Okay. Well, I still have to go, you know. It's my sister. I was able to go home and take care of the take care of the funeral, you know. But it, it was still it was still difficult to be able to balance out those two, knowing that okay, I'll be gone a few days, but I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a little bit of that, you know. Don't leave me, <laughs> and it's like I don't want to, but I've got to. Wow. God took yeah. care of me during that time. You know, I was just mm-hmm. like concerned because the last. You know, your last week or week and a half, you get a little fatigue. And I would like, I was like working five hours a day. Then I go to my appointment and I go straight home. I mean, it's literally 10 to 12 minutes away from where we live, the cancer center. And I would do well. And I just made a plan. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go anywhere after work. (laughs) <laughs> you know or you know of course I did stuff on the weekends when he wasn't here I mean you know but I am like you know went straight home took care of myself and uh and then you know I have a great support here yeah we have great 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 disciples uh great women and men in our in our in our little uh you know it's called Michael churches here mm-hmm. but um they're incredible support what do you need Wendy can we, you know, can we bring something? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And, and, you know, we pray for each other. We have like a prayer group. Yeah. I was, I definitely want to say that that's been, I think that's really just been God's re- uh, reflection. Yeah. It's just having, it's like having people who were, you know, who were letting me know, oh, you know what? It's like, while you're gone, it's like, when he needs anything, it's like, well, you know, it's like, she needs that she can just call. And it was, it was, it was, it, it took a burden off of me knowing that she was going to be she was going to be tended yeah. to while I had to go ahead and deal, had to take my that part of my emotional part and focus on, you know, taking burying my brother, right, and to be able to come back and know that there was a there was a network there that I could trust and know that she would be okay, right. Yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it, it has been uh, quite the journey. Yeah, and I think through it, like yeah. like I said, guys really helped me to become more reliant on him mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. Uh, dependent mm-hmm. and look at life like you know things kind of get on your nerves or you know what have you but i was like i gotta embrace life more because i don't know 
what's gonna happen next yeah we you know we're gonna live it up we're gonna enjoy ourselves right wow well guys this is amazing i mean honestly as i listen to your story so many things are coming to mind you know i feel like um god is taught and is teaching all of us that what we should rely upon is not church but him whether it's in church dealings you know in which we get disappointed and hurt whether it's with our marriages, you know, it wasn't the church that kept you together. It's your relationship individually with God and you fought for each other that kept you together. You know, but so often we can put so much, um, put our hat on, well, if he was in church, then we would be doing great. Mm, not necessarily. So I feel yeah. like it's, it's through all that difficult time, all that separation, it sounds like God really had you guys fight for each other. You know, you fought for what you really loved, fought for what you really believed in, and then God brought it back together. I love how you said it, Wendy, that when you stop playing MacGyver, <laughs> <laughs> you stop trying to duct tape everything together and figure it all out. <laughs> you know, I always yeah. say God is God is really good at his job if we would just get out of the way. Yes. You know? So much collateral damage is done because we're in there trying to maneuver, fix it, you know, and God is like, well, you get out of the way. I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just really great. And to even see just with your micro, micro church, is that what you call it? Yes. You know, even that, I love it. We're in a small church here as well. You know, I think we've, we've ceased to put so much stock in the size of our churches and the incredibleness of our bands is all these things that used to be the thing that we taught it and we put in front of, wow, look how great we are. I think now we're realizing just that small church, small group of people who really love and care for each other. Yes. Yes. We got to see that. And uh, we're learning a lot. This thing I want to glean, what I just want to say is, it just feels so good to have my husband back at church. Yeah. Like, when he came back, you know, it was like a whole different marriage. I mean, it was like a whole new marriage. You know what I mean? It's like, we have to learn all over again. Right. Like, how to be one and having God right there in the center. So it's encouraged that it's encouraging to do life with my husband. It's just good to have us talk about God together. Yeah. Being, you know, learning scriptures together, reading scriptures and talking about the things we've been learning. So it's been fun. That's awesome. To be on the same page, moving in the same direction. It was yeah. a long, long winding road to get there, but you got there. So amen yeah. for the journey. All right. Well, guys, I can't wait for everybody to hear your story. Always say somebody else is in the middle of their struggle, in the middle of the struggle that you've already survived. So this is a lifeline for someone. So I'm so very grateful. Thank you, guys. Wendy, we will continue to pray for your health. We'll continue to pray for both of you guys. Continue to embrace and continue to allow yourself to be embraced, not just by God, obviously, but by the family that he's placed you in. You guys are amazing. Good to see your faces again. Oh, and, please, and, and please say hello to the flying Hawaiian for us. <laughs> I know, I'm <laughs> bummed. I thought he'd be home by now so he could at least pop on and he's not here. <laughs> oh no, but we will tell him we said hello. We really miss him. I will. He's the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> Did he happen to bring his huge collection of LPs with him as well? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> 
parts, still wearing the bandana. Oh my God, I totally forgot about the red bandana. <laughs> All right, guys. I love okay, you. Thank you so guys. much. Oh, I no love you too. Thank you for having us on your show. Yep. You're really welcome. Appreciate Take care. Okay. Bye. 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 Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.